Hi guys, welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is Season 5, Episode 10, The One with the Inappropriate Sister. Did we say before that this is one of the ones where we always think it's not, like it always confuses us? Yeah, there's something else. Do you think it's one of Rachel's sisters? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But we sadly it. for us, it's not. I'd rather it's it be one not. of Rachel's sisters. Yeah, should we just like talk about this first and like get it out yeah, of the Yeah, because honestly, like this is the last we ever have to see of Danny, right? Can we just... <laughs> Bye, yeah. Danny. Can we? <laughs> um. So yeah, Rachel is still, I don't know, living in a fantasy land where there's something going on with her and Danny. Um. So... I would be I so annoyed <laughs> at this point if I was one of her friends. Well, they all are. And I think that's why Monica's like, hi, Danny. Do you want to go out with Rachel on Friday night? She's pretty, yeah. right? Just like rip um, the Band-Aid. Make she it just kind of brokers the date. And yeah. So Rachel wants to be annoyed, but she's not because she has a date with Danny. So we got Monica helping a girl out. And then Rachel's like, oh, I saw him with a girl on the subway. Which like, I'm not a big dater arounder um obviously not anymore because i'm real married but um (laughs) even when i was dating it was like you know i usually like had my eye on somebody um or was dating somebody but i i wouldn't just like i mean we said this before like the friends dating experience is not our dating experience and i want to caveat that you this was for you dating this was all pre um dating apps all pre-dating apps, yes. Tinder came out like, I, right after I got married. Yeah, because I feel like that's a little bit different too, whereas like if you've got it a is. couple Tinder dates on the go, like that's not that weird to me at all. If it's like, yeah, you know, got drinks with this guy one day, you know, the, the Vince and um, Jason situation or whatever with feet, like yeah. that's not weird. No, it's really not. But that that's actually what I was going to say was even though that's not like my style, I realize it's not everybody's style. And especially when you've just got like a date lined up, like, oh, dinner Friday oh, night, yeah. oh, drinks tomorrow. Um, It's not that weird that he would see, that Rachel would see him on the subway with another girl. Um, But I think it's more she's just yeah. like doesn't want the competition. It's not that she's like appalled. She just doesn't want the competition. Yeah. She doesn't want the competition and she's already been so in her own head about this whole thing. But like, yeah, I've, I also kind of thought like, especially I think with dating apps or maybe it's just more prevalent because everyone's on them now. Not everyone, but you know, almost everyone's on them nowadays that it's like, well, by the time, like, so, you know, Monica asked Danny out for Rachel for Friday night. He may have already had a date set up for Wednesday night, you know, like, so what does it, what it goes like cancels every date he has between now and when he's going to see Rachel? Like, no, you know. Right. Totally. So I think it's the, I think you're right. I think she's just really in her head about all this. Ugh, but um, She's in everyone's face and in her own I head know. and in everyone's face about it. At, oh, there's a ball. There's definitely a ball. Everything was going according to the plan. I know. Oh. I know. And she's like talking about the plan and Monica's like, um, I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Enough of uh, the stupid plan. Yeah. But uh also, when they're talking about that and Monica, like, gets Chandler out of Dodge real fast. That's what oh. we're talking about in the last episode. We were like, they're not very good at sneaking around. I want to see a little hustle. And finally, we're seeing it. We're actually seeing some discretion. It's still, they're still, like, 
playing teetering with fire. the line. Yes, yeah, playing with I fire. was gonna say fire. this yes. is still very like at any second Rachel could come out of her room or like, yeah, yeah. So they're still teetering on the line, but at least I don't know. They're doing it. At in least their they own don't turf. have a adult a low budget adult film set up in the shared film. living room yeah yes exactly mm-hmm. um but yeah so Rachel's on her head they finally go on the date apparently they have a good time and at the end of the date Danny's like I'd invite you in but my sister's asleep on the couch she's in town visiting and Rachel kind of puts it together like oh this was the girl on the subway so he <clears throat> she opens the door and comes in and from the start they are making me real uncomfortable yeah Um, I feel like it's weird that I feel like it's weird that she's like oh there you guys are oh I would have got myself a little bit more presentable but it's like uh I don't think the idea was for him to bring her home to meet his sister like (laughs) it's weird yeah it is weird. weird that he didn't Oh, I guess they live in the same building. I was like, it's weird that he didn't walk her home if he knew his sister was in his house. But like, the whole thing's weird. Yeah, it is. And if you're that close with your sister, actually, don't you think it would have come up in advance? Like, oh, um, my sister's actually going to be in town on Friday. So maybe we could do Monday. How about, yeah, exactly. Or, uh, or maybe like, I don't know. Because I actually don't think it's super weird. Because a sister is visiting and it's like casual and it's like the date. The, just the day they picked for the date. I actually wouldn't think it was weird if he was like, hey, do you want to come up for a glass of wine? My sister's in town, but you know, you could meet her. I don't think that that's very weird. I know that that meeting the family, quote unquote, it feels like a more serious step. But I don't think it's just like this is a coincidence of time. And we're on this date and my sister's here. So if you want to meet her, you can. It's not like my family's coming to meet you or you are coming home with me to meet them. Um, But anyway, uh, they go in and they meet. And I don't – did we get her name? Do you remember her name? I don't remember. Girl. um, Girl with problems. I want to say Christy, but I don't know if that's – Yeah, maybe. That kind of feels right. Um, they are instantly just like flirtatious with each other and like I know that teasing and flirting can borderline on each other like oh he you know pushed me because he liked me kind of thing but this just feels flirty okay so have you ever heard of the Instagram account siblings or dating ew no (laughs) it is basically just it's it's not it's just this? pictures it no it's just like pictures of two people and then in their stories they do like guess are they siblings or dating and then they'll tell you and it's just funny cuz you like look like okay well they're standing really close he's like got his arm around her waist they've got to be like dating and then they'll be like nope siblings or there'll be two people that like look identical Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, for sure, siblings. Nope, dating. Ugh. It's just really funny. I, I actually, I they don't either. They don't post very much, or the algorithm is just keeping it out of my feed because I haven't seen yeah. it in ages. But it's really funny. I would recommend Probably it. Probably got if, shut down by the SEC for being gross. If you get, it's. I mean, it's not. There's nothing <laughs> like. Know, I'm just kidding. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing erotic. But um, yeah, if you guys are out there and need some something funny to pass the time, siblings or dating. I actually always have said I'm surprised that Matt and I don't get asked more often if we're siblings 
because we have like very yeah. similar coloring. But I think it's because we are very lovey-dovey. Yeah. So right. it's very obvious that we are not siblings. Um, we did joke once when we were flying to Vegas when we were dating. We did joke about it would be so funny to be like, yeah, we're running away together. We're eloping. We don't understand why our families don't approve. Like, I know it's unconventional to marry your brother, but like we're in love. <laughs> <laughs> Just like mess with somebody, but we didn't actually. Matt, Matt was, I wanted to do it and he was uncomfortable. That would have um, been quite funny to do at like the the um, airplane bar or like the airline. The, totally. What is that called? Airport, Airport. bar. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> I know it's been a while. You well, wait. you've been able to fly. <laughs> I still haven't that much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Airport bar. That would have been quite funny. Yeah, I'm with Matt. I don't think I would have actually done it. Because then I guess you I, can't really be one. like, no, just kidding. We're really, we're not related. <laughs> well, <laughs> once you get you judgmental could, stares, people would also be like. You're yeah, weird. Sure. Why are you, yeah. you pranking me? <laughs> I know. I know. It would be so funny, though. Um, but yeah, I like. I don't think it's weird. I mean, we've even said before, like Monica and Ross, even sometimes are like borderline for us. I don't think it's weird to like, like put your arm around your sister's shoulder when you're like hanging out, you know, or even like squeezed on the same chair but like sitting on each other's laps a little borderline and the like yeah because they like sit on each other's she'll like sit on her lap and they'll have like their arms around each other yeah which I don't know maybe they're a touchy family I don't know I mean Judy just exudes snuggles (laughs) snuggles as does Jack but so I was thinking I was like because I was, yeah, because you know, okay, we say this like somehow this comes up every episode. We don't have brothers, and so all of this feels just like foreign to Renee and I. But I was thinking the whole like him being like, oh, like it would matter. Like that's normally, but it would normally be said with a lot more ire, I think, between like brother sister because they just like really give it to each other, you know? Um, but yeah. Then the whole like you're so bad is like a bit I know. flirty. But then the like I'm gonna get you is like almost like a like parent child and like yeah. I think it's so funny when they're running circles around Rachel chasing each other but then it's like when he grabs her he doesn't tickle her feet or her armpits he's like up in her like stomach and side it's very intimate <laughs> and I feel like brother sister wrestling is more like jabbing your finger or not wrestling like tickling is like jabbing I know that brothers and sisters can definitely like tickle each other I don't think that that's totally but it's usually like until what somebody cries like it's not like it's not usually mistaken for a lover's I know yes and it's more like (laughs) jabbing your finger in their ribs or like right you know like taking them them out at the back of the knees or you know just a little more like a little more rough and tumble and I think Monica and Ross exhibit this when yeah, they're exactly. like <laughs> wrestle. You know, oh yeah, we wrestle. They're very wrestly. Um, when Rachel kind of comes to them, like hoping she's over exaggerating, which I could see how you could be like, well, I just maybe I just don't know because I don't have brothers. But yeah, um, Monica and Ross. Yeah, she's being very generous with this. Um, but I think it's because she likes Danny and she's hoping that she's wrong. Um, yeah. But Monica and Ross just further solidify that what she saw was. <laughs> not the kind of brother-sister wrestling that they're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
honestly, way worse than that is when they are in the coffee shop <gasps> oh. and Christy, which this is what is, we're just going to call is her. An, this is inexcusable. Even if you're dating, this is inexcusable. Honestly, I can't imagine taking custard and putting my <laughs> fingers in Matt's mouth in a public and going, place. And this I is so good. You have to try am, this and having him lick custard. <laughs> I am a very affectionate PDA person. Like it, it does not bother me. Yeah, Renee's on the like more full on end. Well, not you're not like gross, but yeah, you're I'm not you're having more sex PDA. in public. But I'm definitely Ross. more PDA. Like, we are always always we are always holding hands. We are like we will kiss. I will like snuggle up next to him, put my arm around him. Like I. I have just normal brother sister times. stuff. Just normal brother sister stuff. But to be fair, <laughs> I do that to Ashley. I'm like putting my arm around her and trying to snuggle up with her and trying to hold her hand, and she yeah. pulls it away like a cat when you touch its paw. Um, <laughs> so what makes isn't you, that a good? You gotta you've got to make them work for the love. <laughs> me and yes, cats. I'm have very that much. In I am very much like a Labrador. I'm like, you want to snuggle with me? You want to love me? Okay. Um, but even I think that the custard, the dripping custard and the finger sucking <laughs> in public is inexcusable, is just like, yeah, in public. No, like if I'm like cooking something and I want Matt to taste, I will definitely like give him a touch on my finger. But we are in the privacy of our own home and I'm not like drizzling custard on his face and he's not my brother, more importantly <laughs> than any of the other things I just said. So like See, oh. I'm dating like the queen herself where it's like, don't touch me. <laughs> I know. Ben Ben would Ben's not. like, if you're gonna feed me, at least use the right fork. <laughs> ben would not, even in the privacy of our own home, Ben would not lick sauce off my finger. <laughs> He'd eat it off the spoon that I'm cooking with, but yeah. more frequently Ben's the one cooking the sauce. Yeah. And I'm the one And you'll eat whatever him by yeah, coming up from behind and giving him hugs and stuff. So, yeah, I can't imagine this happening. Even when I've had touchy boyfriends in the past, I know this is inexcusable. Yeah, it's very weird. And like, even with my sister, would you scoop custard into your sister's mouth? No, <laughs> like, no. The gender doesn't matter. This is weird. No, it's weird. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, well, then she's, she's just like shoves a donut in his mouth shoves a donut in his mouth and drips custard all over his pants <laughs> and then i mean do we really need to recount all this you guys have seen the episode right like and she's said, cleaning his pants how, up how how gap his turtleneck is so gap. it's so gap it is like this is 99 if i everybody's clothes are like so 1999 yeah it's like a time capsule it is. Um, and everybody else is watching this just like trying not to be mouth ag- agape, agap. How do you say that? Yeah, I, I'd say agape. Agape. Mouth agape. Um, just, you know, trying not to stare, but also like, what the heck is going on? And I love. <laughs> yes. And they're like, oh, we got to, we got, the stain's going to set. And he's like, oh, I want to wear these pants tonight on our date. And she's like, okay, great. Yeah, definitely. After your sister like fondles you in public, I definitely want you to wear those <laughs> pants tonight on our date. <laughs> um, And they leave and Chandler's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And Joey's like, yeah, Rach, I'm so sorry. And they're like, yeah. Then, Because he thinks that it's like another girl. And he's like, wait, that was his sister? Uh, yeah. Oh. I can't believe they're brother and sister. They're brother and sister? 
I know. It's so cringy. Um, oh. But yeah. So then Rachel does the right thing. Yes. She does the right thing. She's and so she's mature like, you know in this. She is very mature in this. And she's like, kind of like, you know, it's not you. It's me. I know you're very close to your sister. And clearly Danny's gotten this excuse before because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, always the special bond with my sister. And he tries to kind of like explain himself, which I guess I don't blame him. But um, all those arguments I feel fall like to the yeah. wayside when he gets yeah. invited into the bath by his sister by his Kat adult, calling him. Danny, the bath is getting cold. I feel like if you have lost multiple girlfriends to the fact that you and your sister are crossing the line, like, you need to start taking that seriously. I could see if, like, one person is like, you guys' relationship is too weird for me. You might be like, oh, that's probably more about them than it is about me. Mm -hmm. But, But yeah, once it starts coming up. Yeah. When your adult sister is beckoning you into the bathtub with her towel... That is, I don't it's problematic. know who would think that was. It's problematic. Yeah, I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, okay, you know how like back in the day, you'd just fill the bathtub with water and everyone would yep. just have to take baths in the same tub water? You mean in 1901? Yes. Not 1999. I was thinking like, well, maybe it's she's just like, oh, hey, I'm going to take a bath and just like rinse off. And he'll be like, oh, leave the water in there. I'll get in when you're done. Which like, yeah. again, Ben would never, ever do that. But like right. maybe, maybe, I, I mean, he'd do it if it was like, you know, we only had one tub's worth of water. Like again, 1901. Yes. But yes. we don't. So, nor- and he also doesn't take baths. This analogy is falling apart. But like... <laughs> But, like, I was thinking maybe she was, like, oh, I'm going to take a bath. And he was, like, oh, just leave the water in there. I'll take one when you're done. And I was, like, that's still still a bit weird. Maybe that's what she meant. Mm, I don't think so. Hurry up and, no, they're just going to have a lover's lover's bubble bath. Yeah. Um, Matt's dad, he grew up really poor. And so they definitely, like – ran the bath once and they lived on Mm -hmm. a farm in North Dakota so it wasn't like water was plentiful so they would like run the bath once and everybody would like use the same water essentially yeah and so he's definitely set Matt's like growing up my dad would be like oh the water's still warm if anyone else wants to take a bath but no one else ever did but it was just like he was so you know (laughs) yeah like you were saying he's he did his his tubbing and then left it for whoever yeah. wanted it next he wasn't like family come for a nice <laughs> soak in the tub family um, bath time yeah oh gosh gross um yeah so thankfully rachel hears that she doesn't she doesn't uh have a chance oh, to like thankfully because she was about to bullet like, she's about she to reconsider a, she was she's like well, when you put it like that and i was like imagine yeah. if she would have gone on the date and i'm I know this is like silly, but I was thinking about like women out there who go on dates with these type of people like this poor thing when it could have not come up again for like months or years or until after because they she were wasn't married. Visiting. Yeah. Yes. Because he was like, I really like you. I could see this going somewhere. And I was like, I feel like we know people. I've heard of these stories where it's like, you know, they're just these massive flaws that you just don't see until it's too late. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Woof. Woof, 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 indeed. 
Woof indeed. Get out of here, Danny. That's the last we're going to see of you. Honestly, bye. Bye. <laughs> Boy, bye. Bye, Kathy. Bye, Danny. See ya. Um, we've also got Ross, who, as we said in the last episode, is very bored because everything in his life is falling apart. He doesn't have yeah. anything else to destroy. So, um, And do you know what? I, I want to point out something I noticed. Um, and you might have noticed it too. Remember how we were talking about like where this is a small two-bedroom apartment. Where was he going to mm-hmm. stay? I don't know if you noticed, but there is like a pillow and blanket and like mattress pad on the folded up on the yellow couch. And there's like a little air pump next to it. Oh, I haven't. I didn't notice that. Good eye. I didn't notice it in the, I think it was covered by the boxes last episode, but this one I saw it in the, on the couch and I was like, oh, he's just like building and tearing down his little air mattress pallet every night. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, but so yeah, yeah so no job, no love life, and sleeping on his friend's floor. Nothing. And so he's like, Joey, I already like basically did all my errands for the next two weeks. And Joey, the master no, of being unemployed. Wait, what? Wait, wait. I love it when he opens the – he's like, I organized the fridge. Oh. The bottom shelf is meats and dairy. It's empty. The second shelf is fruits and vegetables. It's like a rotten tomato. And then the top shelf is everything. Expired, Expired products. products. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that is funny. You're a chef. What can you make out of baking soda and beer? Um, <laughs> yeah. So Ross has like gotten gone to the bad place where he's like got nothing to do and very bored. And um, Joey is great at being unemployed. Oh, so yeah. He's got this down. He's got science. this down. Um, and I do think there is a certain art form to like letting, you know, like just knowing like, okay, I have this time and I could either spin my wheels the entire time or I could pick something to do or I could just chill, you know? Well, Ross kind of sounds like an active relaxer to me. And I know we've talked about this before because you said Matt's an active relaxer, right? Oh, yeah. Matt's actively relaxing by doing some demo work on our upstairs right now. Yeah. I'm a lazy relaxer. And so like yeah. I can see what Joey's like, you know, you do you pick one thing a day and that's what you do that day. But like Ross is yeah, he sounds like an active relaxer where he always needs to be like doing something. Ugh, yeah, totally. Exhausting. It is exhausting. Um, but Joey decides the thing he's gonna do today is what he's been doing for six months, which is prank call Chandler as a lover. <laughs> And a suitor. Hello, <laughs> and Mr. It- Bing. <laughs> I love you. You look so handsome in your new suit. <laughs> um, but do you remember when we prank called our old boss? When we worked yes, at I was actually spa? thinking. I feel like you were doing the voice that we did. I don't know what we, I don't know why. We just, we prank called our own boss, our old boss, and acted like. <laughs> we basically did this. <laughs> we basically did that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Don't you feel like Chandler would totally assume it was Joey? Like, wouldn't, I would. I assume every prank is you. Why wouldn't he think this was Joey? Well, it's not always me, Ashley. Sometimes people are just pranking you. I don't think so. I think it's always <laughs> you putting people up to it if it's not you. I don't, I don't think so either. What? I don't think so either. Oh. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but maybe he's confronted him about it, and or maybe he's too embarrassed to bring it up. Who knows? I d- I do think it sounds like Joey doing a woman's voice, so mm-hmm. that's kind of a dead giveaway. Um, <laughs> for the love of God! But oh, uh, so Ross attempts to help by telling Joey he should write a play and yeah because takes joey, it on himself yeah that's like when joey comes back from estelle's office and he didn't get a part and he was yeah. like really bummed yeah yeah because it was like uh, an italian italian guy from queens and he didn't get the role some woman did so <laughs> doesn't what? sound what great. makes ross think that joey is actually going to be able to write a movie i don't know um I don't know, but he believes in him, which is really nice, um, except for he's a total drill sergeant and yeah, a killjoy. Nice. It's not very nice. And it is really hard. Um, well, two things. It's hard to be somebody's accountability partner like that when, when they aren't focused. They don't want you to be. When they, well, and, and it's even harder when it's not that person's idea it's different if i came to you and i said listen i want to write this play or i want to lose 20 pounds or i want to read 10 books this year whatever i if i came to you with those things it'd be different than if you were like hey i think it'd be great if you wrote a play or lost 20 pounds (laughs) i'm gonna keep you accountable (laughs) and i'm gonna make sure you do it every day Yeah, yeah i'm gonna make sure you do it every day i would feel overlorded by you um Instead of being like, Ashley's helping me because I asked her to. Right. Be like, this is Ashley's idea and now I have to do all this work. she's forcing me to do it. Yeah, She's forcing me to do it. So I just feel like it's kind of doomed from the start, you know? Um, Totally. So I understand. I think Ross's heart is in the right place and he's trying to say like, write your own, you know, if you can't find a role for yourself, write your own role, which he brings up Goodwill Hunting, which is, you know, Ben Affleck and Will, what's his name? Smith. Matt Damon, Will Smith, <laughs> Matt Damon. Um, but I also learned of another very famous movie that was written by the star. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Oh. Do we do we talk about this? Is already? it Mindy Kaling? Oh no, I knew that. Oh, Argo by Ben Affleck. No, I was saying like. Should what, I keep like, guessing? I, if you want to. It's the thing okay. that launched them onto the scene as an oh, okay. actor. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Do you Is want a couple hints? <laughs> no. Maybe give me a couple hints. Why don't you ask me a couple yes, no questions and I'll give okay. you Okay. Is it two women? No. Two men? I mean, it. it's a man, but there Oh, it's, it's not. Okay, what? It's but one person what? wrote it. One person wrote it and starred in it. There is a woman in this movie, but it's mostly men. Okay. It's mostly men. One man wrote it and starred in it. And this is what launched his career? Mm-hmm. What decade are we talking? Uh, late 70s or early 80s. I'm not completely sure. I think it's late 70s. And I definitely know this person. You definitely know of this person and this movie. I don't know that you've seen it. But you would you would is know that this person is Leonardo in this movie. DiCaprio. No. Okay. Um, what genre is the movie? Um, I guess sports. 
an underdog story? Rudy? No. But you're kind of on the <laughs> I mean. Hold on. Emilio Estevez and Randy Ducks. <laughs> no. I think I'm not going to guess. So am I getting closer? <laughs> Maybe you there should are, just tell There us. are many versions of this movie. Many uh, sequels, I should say. Stop it. It is not The Fast and the Furious. Oh, no, no. Wait, that wasn't in the late 70s. Okay, wait. <laughs> many sequels. But there are probably sports. just as many of this movie as there are to Fast and Furious. And it's, it's a one sports word. movie. It's one name, like Rudy, but it's not Rudy. And it's sports? I mean, it is a sport, yes. Not a group sport, necessarily. Oh, my gosh. Can I just tell you? Yes. It's Rocky. Oh, what? Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky? Yes. I just learned this this week. He wrote Rocky. And he did it after so many failed auditions. He was, like, living out of his car. He had just sold his dog to a friend to make some money. And he did a really low-budget porn. To make a little oh, cash because he was, he was so in like a very low place, very low was, place, but very committed to making it as an actor. So you said that he, um, you said that he was living in his car at one point. I'm not sure if it's when he wrote Rocky, but like in the year or two leading up, he like did the porn. He sold his dog. There was like all these kind of things where he was about to like have no money, and so he would do these oh, kind of last gosh. ditch things. Yes. Can I tell you something else funny about that? A weird sure. connection? It is also starring Talia Shires, who became available and took Joey's part <laughs> in that Italian-American does she play? Does she play um, Adrian? Adrian. Yeah, that's funny. Talia Shire. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. This this is more connected than we either. thought. I'm so glad because we spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out what it was. Um Wow. Yeah. So wow, he, good on you, Sylvester Stallone. I know. And one more very impressive fact is that he saw it was a famous, I think it was Muhammad Ali. There was a fight, a box or a whatever, mox it is it boxing, I'm not sure. Um there was a famous match, and I think the other guy won, who was the underdog. And he wrote it. It wasn't based on this exactly, but he was inspired by it. And he wrote Rocky in three and a half days after seeing this. Wow. And then shopped it around for a long time trying to sell the rights. But he was very insistent that if he sold the rights to a studio, that he had to be the lead. And so a lot of people didn't want to pick up an unknown. They just wanted the script. Right, of course. Because that – yeah, I. I don't know. I, I don't know that that would happen a lot. I do assume that there are a lot of people in Hollywood with like, you know, the whole like, oh, listen to my mixtape like, yes, type thing. Totally. I'm sure there so is a lot see. of it. Yeah. And they're unproven. You don't know like how they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be like, but what if he's terrible? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, is the script like, – because if you pick up a script and you're kind of like, great, thanks. Once we bought it from him, we can do whatever we want to it. We can rewrite it. We can make it, yeah. you know, if we don't think it's that good – Yep. Wow. So yeah, he did that. Stallone. Isn't that impressive? That's impressive. Yeah. Slow clap for Rocky. Slow clap for Rocky. Um, so yeah, it definitely happens. What's your, um, what's your favorite what's, Rocky movie? I honestly don't know that I've seen any of them. Really? If I've seen one, it's the first one. I feel like I can pull out a few scenes, but I think that they're just used so often. Um, um, does Matt like Rocky? 
I don't know. Hmm. He did know. I already told him that Sylvester Stallone wrote it and he knew it. So that's where our conversation about Rocky ended. (laughs) Okay. So I guess if he really liked it, he would have told you and you'd know by now. Probably. Um, I quite like Rocky Four, where he fights Drago, (laughs) the big Russian. It's very good. Oh, I think I did know that about you. You didn't ask me that in the World Hardest Trivia, though. So (laughs) it's because you already haven't committed it to memory. I should have. What's what's my no, I did ask you what my favorite movie was. I guess not my favorite Rocky. Um, And you got that correct. You did. I did. I I thought so. Oh. Okay, we'll just go with it now. No. If you had to guess right now, what would you say is my favorite movie? Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I did get that right. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you said yeah. your favorite Rocky. I was like, you you asked me that? I don't remember. No, 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 no. No, I know Ferris Bueller is your favorite movie. You didn't ask me what your favorite movie is. But I if didn't. I, if I had to guess for you, okay, there's two that okay. I'd go between. Tommy Boy. I think it's Tommy Boy. The other one I would have said was uh, Billy Madison. Is that the Adam Sandler one that you like? No. I think it's Billy Madison. No, it's Big Daddy. That's the other one. Yeah, I do love Big Daddy. I do love both those movies. I don't know if I would say either one of those are my favorite, but I also have a really hard time committing to a favorite movie. Okay, so you wouldn't be able to say what your favorite... Yeah, if you had to pick? If I had to pick, like when I'm pressed for a favorite movie, I usually go with Clueless. Oh, I should have known that one. Yeah, like I... Yeah, that's the the long-time One of my fallbacks. Mm -hmm. Even though I... Yeah. That'd be like Desert Island movie for you. Yeah. I do love Clueless. It's just so sweet. And Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. I know. I've always that loved Paul Rudd. That timeless classic Paul Rudd. Oh, gosh. Just doesn't age. He's a dream. What is his um, skincare routine? What is his skincare routine? He's <laughs> Honestly, you know. that is one celebrity that if he put out a skincare line, I'd actually buy it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the a little Paul while. Rudd method. A little while back, like J-Lo was kind of getting dragged over the coals for being like, my skincare routine, you guys, like she or she's put out her own skincare line and everybody's like, okay, hon, like you're 50. This is not just like a lot of skincare. Do you know what I mean? Right. They're like, right. This is, and she's like, I don't smoke. I don't drink. She like eats super healthy. She like goes to the gym every single day. She sleeps on her back so she doesn't wrinkle, like her face won't wrinkle, all this stuff. But they're like, there is no way that this woman does not have Botox. And so she was getting like dragged for trying to be like, oh, it's just a lot of face, like face moisturizer. Yeah. But pretty much Paul Rudd wants to come out with a like 12 step Korean skincare line. I would buy that. (laughs) Me too. If as long as it comes with a free sample of Paul Rudd, am I right? (laughs) Um. (laughs) Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? Am I right? Yeah, I love Clueless, but I, I do love both Tommy Boy and Big well, Daddy. And that's the thing, too, is like Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a favorite movie. I've got a few others that I can't think of off the top of my head, so maybe they don't count. But like there are probably like three or four that if you were to say yeah. that, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. That counts. I mean, I could go with Center Stage. I could go oh, with. That's a good one. I'm mostly lowbrow when it comes to movies. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Especially in like ones I count as a fa- I'm not saying these are the best movies ever made they just like make me happy and I think well that's what a favorite movie bra- should be well, I know but I think a lot of people pick favorite movies that like they think it's just literally the best movie they've ever seen and I'm like yeah but do you want to watch it like I could watch these movies every week every exactly. day if I had to and 
Yeah. Ferris Bueller is a good choice because it's very fun. It is fun. And good music, um, too. The Wedding Singer yeah. is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. You love The Wedding Singer. Oh, my She's gosh. Tell me yesterday. Should we get back on track? <laughs> we should. We'll Enough about John Lovitz. <laughs> we'll save all this for our next podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were just saying okay. Ross is like having good intentions with trying to help yes. Joey but like instead he's being an evil dictator and making well, Joey write a play that he doesn't want to write yeah it is kind of you made a good point with the whole like if if I was like you should lose 20 pounds it's kind of like when Monica needed a project and was like Chandler I'm gonna make you lose weight the Gellers are just like this huh like well-intentioned they're mostly you know they're doing it for you but they're also doing it for themselves and he's like, Joey, you need a you need an acting job. You're gonna get one. I'm gonna help you. So it's the Geller way. It's the Geller way. Um, so Joey's trying to be a good sport and go along with this. I think part of him is like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I should do this. This is a good idea. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's nice when somebody's believing in you. Like even though he's kind of forcing it on him, like it's like okay, like you think I can do this. This is nice. I'm gonna try. But he doesn't really want to. And he's looking for any excuse not to do it. And he's totally blocked and doesn't have any, like, paths forward. Um, and yeah. Chandler is flinging ping pong balls into a bucket <laughs> of some kind and the things calling people it a game. did before iPhones, am I right? I know, honestly. What, you don't have Angry Birds? What, you don't have... But, um... So he's doing that, and Joey's trolling him because he's like, it's so close. Ross could make that. Back it up. Make it a man's game. <laughs> but they, uh, Chandler, being the good friend that he is, is like, well, why don't you just come play now and write your pages later? Because that always works. We've all done mm. that before. Chandler oh, I'll just so go selfish. out now, and I'll write my paper when I get home at 2 a.m. Um or I like I'll do I'll just wake pack. up early tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wake up early Famous and pack. Words. Honestly, like the lies we tell ourselves sometimes, it's impressive. Um but yeah, so they start playing uh what becomes Fireball. <laughs> and uh Joey does not write his pages, but he writes the official rule book of Fireball. <laughs> He only writes, a man enters. He is suspicious. That's the, like, three lines. Um, yeah. But I love when Ross calls it crazy lawsuit game instead yeah. of fireball. But, yeah, Ross gets really mad that Joey doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Ross And this just, is where, yeah, yeah. This is where I think it's like, okay, dude, it's your life. Like, you didn't really ask me to hold you accountable to this. I told you I was going to hold you accountable. Um, And it goes even further for me i think it is so unreasonable that ross tears up the tickets i oh my just, gosh that to me okay. even though they're his tickets so i guess he's free to do with them Still, what he likes though, that's crazy but honestly like how petty i okay so i was thinking about this and like i do understand feeling and i you and i have talked about this before like feeling like you are doing what's best by your friend and so you want the best for them. You can see what's best for them. And so you're trying to guide them and you get frustrated when they are not. Or like, you know, it's not only that Ro- it's not only that Joey's not doing what Ross wants. It's that he's like actively getting in his own way. And I know you and I have talked about yeah. that before, like with some of your friends. 
um, where you were like, I just had to like stop offering advice or whatever. Because it's like, this is what Ross needs to do. I've seen this before too. And I actually, like even in a relationship, um, like I have a much different style of approaching things than Ben does. Like there was a time a little while ago when he was looking for jobs mm-hmm. and I'm like, right, here's how you should do this. Like, because I've had to look for jobs a few times and it's been successful and I have done hiring before, you know, so I'm kind of like, I've got some good tips for you. Um, and when he's just much slower than I am, like takes a lot longer to do stuff is much more like, you know, he'll like spend ages on his resume, making sure it's perfect versus just like, make sure it's good enough and send it out, you know, like just send it. Um, but he's also like more nervous about that kind of stuff. So anyway, I had to just learn to like, let him play by his own like comfort, I guess, and timing. And thankfully, like we don't have kids or anything like that. So it isn't, and I have my own job as well. And like, we've lived apart before too. So it's kind of like, okay, well look like, you know, if, if your job takes you to a different town or if my, like we can kind of figure it out and make it work. Um, but that was something that like kind of really, or like not early on in our relationship, but at some point I had to be like, okay, I'm either going to be frustrated and nagging him our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or I'm just going to be like, okay, cool. Well, I need to move for my job so you can move there when you're ready and you get your act together type thing. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds yeah. really sarcastic, but it's not, like it truly, it's not sarcastic. It is one of those things where it's like, I'd rather not rush you. I'd rather just you do it in your own time. And mm-hmm. then like let him like, okay, well, this is your problem to deal with. So like, you know where I to find me if you want help. And it, it's yeah. it's been good. Yeah, it is better. Even though it feels hard in the moment, it always works out for the best to let people like get there on their own time because they will, you know, they will. Um, and then he, he usually will ask me for some help. And honestly, things have always worked out. Like he gets the first job he applies for. So it's like, you know, it's fine. I don't, I don't need to manage him and me. And that's what Ross needs to learn is even though you think you know what's best for Joey and your idea is probably a good one, you need you don't need to manage your friends' lives as well. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But then you were talking about the ripping up the tickets. That Ugh. to me too is like the one thing you guys could have done. And like poor Chandler just got home from work and was probably so excited all day about this Rangers game. Yeah. That to me is well, not I just cool. It's so petty. And like I said, I guess he's free to do with the tickets what he likes because he bought them. But what a like bossy killjoy, you know, like I'm the boss here and Joey didn't do what he's supposed to do. So I'm going to punish all of us like I'm punishing you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like a parent. I don't know, but I, I mean. It just seems so unnecessary to me. And like, are you, is this really helping Joey? And is this really helping No, that's you? what I was going to say. It's not like he's, he's not going to help him. No. Joey's not going to do his work now. Well, that's not true, Ashley. He has a very productive day at the library the next day. <laughs> and writes a play for Ross and Chandler to act out, which is cute. Oh my um, gosh, it's so cute. It is really funny listening to them read it. And I'm... Sorry, Chandler. I'm one sorry Polentologist. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically he gets Chandler and Ross to apologize to each other and comes in and says, I know you both had my best interest at heart. Love you. Kisses. Um, 
But that and only took him suggests- five minutes. It's yeah. true. The rest of the time was spent writing the rules for ultimate fireball, ultimate which includes fireball. a bowling ball and, and a, a blowtorch. Oi. Oi is right. But. And now the shining star of this episode. Well, Joey writes one other thing. Oh, yeah. He's trying to prove that he's not a big pervert as per the last episode. So he decides to write softcore porn for Monica for his and friends. Rachel. <laughs> and himself. And the handsome man. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's something else. But uh, yes, hopefully Ross will get a hobby or a clue. Um, because I don't know if you noticed at one point, he's like polishing the foosball table. Like silver <laughs> like the chrome yeah, yeah he is oh yeah. he really needs like a couple hobbies um so we've got phoebe ready to distribute an appropriate amount of joy this year because she comes she didn't give enough yes. out last year so she's gonna be a bell ringer for what we mrs. can only assume nice is the salvation mrs nice bucket <laughs> is here <laughs> for the salvation army which they do not say because i'm sure they didn't want to pay the rights to it but mm. we all know those red buckets outside the grocery store with the bell. With the bell ringers. The bell ringers. Um, and Phoebe is just really jazzed. She's jazzed about this. She lies to get to the top and get the best position outside of Macy's. So she can say Merry Christmas in 25 languages. She tries to demonstrate at least three and gets to about two and a half. And that's about it. But um, she is very enthusiastic. <laughs> Very, very enthusiastic. She is just ringing that bell and throwing out her joy and just happy as a clam. And uh, Monica visits her at her new position and she swindles Monica out of all the cash in her purse. She's good at that. She's real good. Um, is that a new jacket? Looks expensive. Nails done? Just hmm, interesting. Nails done? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> But uh, then we've got some less savory characters, like um, a guy who puts a dollar in. Makes change for the bus guy. Makes change for the bus. That, to me, I was like, that is, I feel like she's well within her rights to be like, excuse me, don't, you're like, if you need change, ask me. Like, you don't just start around. You don't just stick your hand in the, yeah. No. Get your hands out of her nice bucket. Um. But also, does that guy look familiar to you? Like, is he like in Pirates of the Caribbean or something? Oh yeah, he I does look like one look of the up. the funny duo. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure. I I thought it when I watched it, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. But he he has a look to him. So he's like, I'm making change for the bus. And she's like, but this is for the poor. He's like, I'm poor. I got to take the bus, which, you know, is true. But you go to the bodega and you buy something and make change. Yeah. That's just how you get change yeah. in this world. You don't, you don't stick your hand in other people's from charity buckets. Donation. Yeah. Yes. So she kind of like, you know, gets on him and she kind of curses him with her eyes when he walks away. Um, he's getting oh something my gosh, else other Renee. than joy. What? I just looked it up. His name is what? Lee Ehrenberg, and he is from Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, I thought so. How did you do that? 
it's really funny. I was trying to think if he was one of those extras that they use a few times. And I'm like, it's not that. And then as we were talking, I was Mm-mm. like, is that the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean? There's just something about the way his face moves. Okay. <laughs> I did it. I would have I would have never guessed that. Do you want to – there's another movie that he's in that has, that came up last episode. Rocky? Wait, was that this Robocop. episode? That was this episode. Oh, Robocop. Oh, sorry. I didn't let you finish guessing. <laughs> How funny. Everyone's oh, related. Funny. Anyway. It's all we're coming all together. the inappropriate sister. No, we're not. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. So, uh, yeah. We're not. We're definitely not. No. Okay. So guy from Pirates of the Caribbean and he leaves and she like gives him something else other than joy and with her death like hex curse that she's putting on him. Um, and then it all just starts to go downhill and somebody puts a cigarette out and Which, she tries to throw the, the booze. I know. I'm sure people do it, though. Put trash in there. Um, I, I love when she's like the chair. stop for a PSA. Okay. Because yeah. I know that when people smoke, they do often just throw their cigarettes just wherever. If you are out there and you're a smoker, that is fine. That is your own decision. It is not okay to litter, and throwing cigarettes on the ground is littering. Would you just throw your, like, garbage when you're, like, done eating a candy bar? Like, would you just throw the wrapper on the ground? No. We don't want your tobacco in the waterways. I don't understand why cigarettes have, like, like flown under the radar as littering. I know. And so I'm just here to tell all of you... I'm not judging your lifestyle. I'm just saying don't litter. There's usually always a trash can not that far away. I know. It's so not that far away ever. Just just go throw it away in the garbage. I am not okay. I've like nearly gone and like picked up people's cigarettes before in front of them and been like, do not litter. It just really bothers me. Like smoke if you want to smoke, but don't litter. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just throw it in the garbage can. Okay. So I'm not going to condone, say that any type of litter is okay. But what I really don't understand is why people litter from their car like on the interstate because it's like you're in the car just keep your trash in the car I don't really (laughs) understand how it is hurting you to keep it in the car and you have to roll down your window and throw your Mountain Dew bottle out the window doesn't make any sense to me it seems like more work honestly just throw it away when you get where you're going the next gas station you stop at yeah, the, the, there's always garbages wherever you're going to stop. The only things I throw out of the window would be like apple core, yeah, peach pit. Peel. And even that type of stuff, I still feel a little bit like, ooh, is this okay to throw out the window? And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. I think that's okay because it breaks, breaks down naturally and contributes yeah. to the soil. As long as it lands so. on the soil and not on the side of the road. But yeah. I've got a good arm on me. Yeah, but even on the side of the road, it would just kind of like shrivel, like a banana peel would just like shrivel up and turn into dust. I guess the same thing could be said about cigarettes, but those have like tobacco in them and nicotine and stuff. And that's like, like, I don't, chemicals, not the right word, is it? But like, I don't want that in my water. Yeah, it does have chemicals. Yeah, no, definitely Mm not. Um, Yeah, so just don't litter. Just don't litter, Okay. okay? Don't litter standing up. Don't litter in missionary position. <laughs> Just don't litter. <laughs> Just don't do it, okay? All right, everybody take some rubbers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but so yeah, it kind of all starts to go downhill. The litter and the cigarettes. And then she takes the cup from a passerby and po- tosses it on the 
pile of what used to be money. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, my gosh. It just lit it on fire. So it's clearly booze. And she's like, it's nine in the morning. Well, she's like, stop in that my head. Lady. She donated trash. The yeah. charity's on fire. <laughs> I do love when she yells the charity's on fire. Because um. in my head, it's when they go, the new girl's good. But that's when she's selling toner. Um, oh, that's right. But that's what it made me think of. Like, she's saying something that um, shouldn't be read as positive, but it is being read as positive, you know? <laughs> the charity's on fire. Um, but <laughs> she, I always thought that that guy that she took the cup from was like a pastor or like a reverend or something. And that she was like, reverend, it's nine in the morning. But it's not true. I made that up. I don't know why. Um, it's just a regular... Just a regular old guy. Um, (laughs) And I love when she's like kind of bringing her grievances to Monica. And she's like, does this look like a garbage can, an ashtray, a urinal? So you can just see that. (laughs) And Monica's like, ew, don't hand this to me. But she's clearly lived some life out on that corner. And they suggest she just brings Street Phoebe back, which is always good in theory. Street Phoebe's yeah. coming back for these last few episodes. No more Mrs. Nice Bucket. <laughs> um, but I love them when people start coming up. She's like, okay, let me see what we got here. Lint, don't want that. Yeah. Um, what is this? Pennies, take a hike. Like, she just then starts scaring everybody away from donating. You can no no liquids next to the donations. You yeah, can all her signs. Down. Yeah. <laughs> She's no longer giving out joy, as far as I can see. Um, but the one lady that comes up to her, the older lady with the blue shirt mm-hmm. and she comes up and I can't remember what she says to her. I think it's the lint. And then she's like, what did I say? Get away from this bucket. That is the lady. She's also an extra in the Vegas episodes. No, that's not the same lady that steals it's her not... quarter. I don't think no, no, so. No, not the lady that steals her quarter. The lady that Joey, when he's like, I was talking to the director, uh, her. her. It's just some old lady Are you standing sure? there. I'm pretty sure. It looks like the same old lady to me. Well, this lady is in like a puffer coat because I was going to say she's, I thought she was bigger than those ladies, but I, she is in a coat. So I don't know. You were right about Pirates of the Caribbean. So maybe you're right about this one. But yeah, I think that's her, but maybe I'm wrong. But I love when the, uh, I don't know, the people who are in charge of the Salvation Army bell ringers come up with a new girl named Ginger. And they're like, oh, Phoebe, we're going to put you in a less high profile corner. And Phoebe's like, she can't, no one can handle this corner. This is my corner. Like, she, that chick can't handle my that corner. chick can't handle my corner. But they finally coerce her into leaving. And the old lady, like, one tip, look out for that bitch. <laughs> Just like. It's so excessive. <laughs> so funny. Like, it's just an old lady trying to donate some change, but Phoebe has been calloused. The Grinch's heart shrunk three sizes this day. So she's just lived some life now that she's been back on the streets. I think that she just can't be street Phoebe anymore. She doesn't have what it takes, you know? So, yeah. So I think that success or successfully, that officially ends Phoebe's bell ringing career. So yeah, oh, Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. It's probably better that we end end it there for her, huh? She'll find something else to be hilarious at. I have no doubt. I can't think of what her next odd job is. I don't know. But 
I'm not that, sure. She's scrappy. She is scrappy. I think she's still doing massages. This is just to for this was for charity <laughs> and to spread lots of joy and oh and some yeah, joy. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, I'd say that's it for this episode. But gosh, that's a lot. We've got incest. We've got no more Mrs. Nice Bucket. We've got Ross being a totalitarian ruler. Um, hmm. but the next episode is really fun. It's the one with all the resolutions. Oh my god. This gosh. is such a I fun season. I love this, this season. It's so good. Yeah. Um I think we've talked before about what our favorite season is, and I don't know I would have said five, but looking at it now, yeah. five's up yeah. there. I really like eight. Um I think. I think yeah, I think eight's the one with the yeah, okay. There's a lot. I mean I like all of them, seven. but there's five is really good. There's just a lot of funny things going on. Um, so yeah, join us next week where we talk about everybody's New Year's resolutions and maybe some of our own that we've passed or failed in the past. Yeah, that'd be that'd good. Be fun. Um, so yeah. yeah, we hope to see you guys then. And thanks for being here for episode 10. Th- thanks, you sorry polentologist. 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 Oh, geez. Okay, time to go. Bye. You, you go to bed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>